Donald Trump is still upset. Obviously, anybody would be upset uh, about the $350 million fraud verdict that was handed down against him on Friday. But he's so upset about it that he is still going on these late night posting binges. So as usual, I don't know if he's just staying up all through the night being pissed off or if he's waking up in a cold sweat pissed off. But either way, Donald Trump is not sleeping well. And he is instead using that time to get on Truth Social and make idiotic claims about what actually happened in the fraud trial. Here is what Donald Trump put out this week. Again, this was another late night post. So I just love to think of him as like he's dead asleep and he jolts up cold sweat. He's like, where's my phone? Ah, you bastard. Let me. Ah, ah. Oh, all right. Back to sleep. Here's what he said. I have substantially understated my assets. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. Let me explain this clear as day. And I've done it a hundred times and I'll probably have to do it a hundred more. You cannot understate your holdings on a bank loan application. Like there's literally fine print on any bank uh, loan application or any loan application in general that you apply for saying that these numbers are true and correct to the best of your knowledge, that you're not overstating your assets and you're not understating your assets. And let me tell you why the understatement thing that Trump continues to say he does is also a big deal. It's just as big of a deal as overstating your value. If you understate it, you could qualify for different forms of loans. Like, oh no, I, I don't have $5 billion. I only have, you know, $500 million. Oh, okay. Well, these are the products then that are for you, you know, better interest rates over here, maybe lower, maybe some government assistance, probably not for a $500 million, $500 million loan. But you know what I mean? Like you can't understate your values just like you can't overstate them. So when he goes out there and says he understated his values, well, wonderful for you. That's literally still a crime, you idiot. Let's see if I can get through the first sentence now. <laughs> I have substantially understated my assets in the financial statements, not overstated them as the corrupt AG and judge said. Also, 100% disclaimer clause, no default, no victims, no complaints, no nothing. He put nothing in quotation marks for some reason. Except for success from the banks and everyone else, the judge fraudulently stated that Mar-a-Lago was worth only $18 million in order to make his fake case. He, the AG, and crooked Joe Biden should be the ones under investigation, not me. Election interference. MAGA 2024. Now, his own people <laughs> have already said that the $18 million valuation of Mar-a-Lago was correct. Donald Trump is basing it off of a property appraisal that took place down there in Palm Beach County, where there's already a bit of a scandal in all properties in that area being overstated in value by the property appraisers to make the area look more affluent than it actually is. So that's a scandal in and of itself. That's, you know, kind of unfolding down there in South Florida, but even Trump's people, when that happened, they were like, no, 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 like this, this isn't accurate. You're way overstating the value of Mar-a-Lago. So he's lying about the value of Mar-a-Lago. The judge did get it right. He is basically peeing himself because he is so terrified of what's going to have to happen here because he's either going to have to put, you know, uh, at least some large portion 
of the $350 million verdict against him into an escrow account if he wants to appeal it. And he says he will. So he has to put some of that money in actual cash into the escrow account, or he could file for bankruptcy. So either way, you're going to lose a lot of money here. There's nothing you can do to not have to liquidate some assets in order to even appeal this. And if you lose on appeal, you're going to have to liquidate a hell of a lot more to actually pay the penalty. But I think another thing Trump may be freaking out about is because everybody knows he's a fraud now. Everybody. I know his base isn't going to buy into it. Those people, it wouldn't matter what he did, but those swing voters out there, those people kind of on the fence, like, oh, well, Biden's old. He's 81 years old. But this guy just got hit with a massive fraud verdict because he lied to everyone about everything. I'm going to go with the old guy over the guy that is now, according to the courts, a fraudster. So that could be the big thing that Donald Trump's freaking out about. I think it is mostly about the money, but I promise you, once we start getting new polls that have been conducted after this verdict came out, we're going to see a pretty big swing in favor of Biden. Well, Lauren Boebert is officially going around her new district, the uh, uh, fourth district there in Colorado, meeting with voters, and it's not going well at all. Not only has she not done well in the first two Republican primary debates that they have had, but now that she's actually on the ground and talking to voters, they're telling reporters, we don't like her. In fact, according to a recent report from the Wall Street Journal, the voters in her new district tend to hate her just as much, if not more, than the voters in her old district. Here are just a couple of samples of what some of these voters had to say to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, one of them said, I don't appreciate, as a Christian, people saying they're Christian to get your vote and then turning out to be a lowlife. And now I just kind of think of her as a lowlife. Now, okay, I mean, you're, you're not wrong, but also at the same time, prior to the Beetlejuice incident, because that's what this Christian voter is referring to, prior to that, you didn't think Lauren Boebert was a lowlife? I mean, let's be honest. If you actually paid attention to Lauren Boebert, to her history, to her ex-husband's history while they were together, you're going to look at those people and be like, no, they were fine, upstanding citizens up until Beetlejuice. Come on. She has been a lowlife her entire life. And, and that hasn't been hidden. Like that's readily available information. So I'm sorry that you didn't do your due diligence with your own representative, but don't act like she just suddenly became a lowlife because she was groping the dude during the Beetlejuice performance. Here's what another one said on Facebook. She's not been well-received by Republicans. It's the shenanigans and the drama and moving districts. <laughs> shenanigans is one way to put it. Sure. Another one said, I will not vote for her, period. She's not one of us. And that's just a sampling, folks. Those are just a few of the people that Lauren Boebert's out there trying to court in her new district. And they're like, yeah, thanks, but no, we don't like you. We don't like the drama you bring. We don't like who you are as a human being. We also don't like the fact that you've spent, you know, three years now, you're into your fourth year representing the third district and you've done nothing for them. And 
it really actually makes me feel good knowing that that is what a lot of voters have said, not just with this wall street journal story, but with stories I've talked about in recent weeks, a lot of these voters are just simply saying she hasn't done anything. Like, why would we send her as our representative? We've got plenty of history of her with the third district where she hasn't done a thing for them. She's actively voted against good things for the district, like the infrastructure bill. Hell, even Biden a couple months ago traveled to Boebert's district. This was before she decided to move. And he touted all of the infrastructure projects that are being funded from his legislation that he signed into law. And then he pointed out to the voters there that your representative Lauren Boebert voted against this. She didn't want these good things. So she is getting it from all fronts. And of course she is still getting it from her Republican opponents, labeling her a carpetbagger, seeking only to save her own job. But Boebert does have over a million dollars. She's got the name recognition. There are people in the new district that do say like, I'm, I'm leaning towards Boebert. So I don't want you to think that Boebert's going to come in dead last. She's not. She still has a chance of winning this primary, but it's not a big chance. And that primary is now coming up in less than a month. And hopefully if these voters have any sense at all, they will send Boebert packing and she'll spend the rest of this year in DC as a lame duck member of Congress unsure of what her next move is going to be. I don't think there's too many other districts in this country you could move to, Lauren, where you'll be able to fleece a new set of voters. In an interview late last week with Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and I know, yeah, sure, I'm a couple days behind this, but I was out of town for a couple days, so trying to get caught up on things that are important. And I felt this was important enough to talk about. So Friday evening on Eric Bowling's program on Newsmax, Donald Trump Jr., who had just been hit with his $4 million verdict in the uh, fraud trial. So he himself has to pay 4 million. His brother's got to pay 4 million. And then of course, daddy and the company have to pony up, you know, roughly 350 million. But anyway, Jr. goes on Eric Bowling's program where he talks about the ruling in a way where he almost seems proud of it. He, he's acting like what they did for the banks by defrauding them was somehow a favor to the banks. Listen to this exchange. Eric Bowling starts it off by saying, quote, the judge Ingeron had about a 70 or 80 page ruling. And in it, he said, Trump showed no remorse. And I'm thinking no remorse because no one was injured. This was a victimless crime but somehow he's attaching his massive judgment to Trump not showing remorse. Now, before I read you Junior's response, let me go back to something Bowling just said. This was a victimless crime. Victimless is the first word. The, the second word is crime. So you're admitting that it was a crime, but you because you're not smart are unable to identify the victim. So you think it's victimless, but nevertheless, you just admitted Eric Bowling that it was in fact a crime. And, and aren't you talking on your program on your whole network, really all conservative media that there's too much crime in this country. We need to hold criminals responsible. I mean, you admit it's a crime. So there are some crimes that we should just not 
punish people for, according to you now? Hmm, interesting. Either way, Junior responded, yeah, I mean, it's not about remorse. There's no victim in this thing. The alleged victim, Deutsche Bank, a huge, probably close to a trillion dollar institution, got on the stand, said they were paid back in full, said they, we, that we never missed a payment. They made hundreds of millions of dollars in interest on us, and they wanted to do more business with Trump, not less. Doing business with the Trump organization was a feather in their cap, not a liability. But again, that didn't matter. As it related to Eric and I, every single witness said we had nothing to do with the things in questions. Didn't matter. Again, as I said, even liberals said, ah, they're going to release those guys because they had nothing to do with it. That's pretty clear. What liberals said that? Like, can you give me a list of the liberals that were like, oh, Junior and Eric are not involved in this at all. Y'all were running the company at the time. I haven't heard or seen anyone on the left say that, oh, Eric and Don Jr., they're just a couple of scamps. They don't know what's happening. Yeah, literally nobody has actually said that. Let's get back to what you said, though, because you, again, repeated that there was no victim here. No victim, no victim. There was, in fact, a victim. The banks that you defrauded were the victims. Well, they didn't lose any money. Actually, Jr., if you had shown up for the trial or if you had been reading about what was happening at the trial, or if you were just an honest person, you'd know that they've already talked about the fact that the banks lost over a hundred million dollars in interest because you lied to them. The exact number, by the way, is $168 million that these banks were entitled to, but did not receive. So you want to go on and on about how there's no victim. There is a victim. The banks were the victims. They lost $168 million because they should have charged you higher interest rates, but based on your assets that you had lied about and overinflated, they charged you less because they thought incorrectly that you were less of a liability than you actually were. That's how that works. That's the actual fraud. Oh, you have this much money? Then we're only going to charge you 5%. Oh, you only have this much money? All right, it's a little riskier for us, so we're going to charge you 7%. But they didn't charge you the high number. They charged you the low number. So they lost $168 million. So yes, there were victims. Yes, people lost money. Even if you made all your payments, you were still making them at a lower interest rate than what you should have been entitled to. But again, I can't get over the fact that you're almost bragging about this. You seem happy. I'm sure you're going to be happy not being able to do business in New York for a couple years. I think for you and Eric, it's only one year. For your dad, it's three. But either way, that gives you plenty of time to do some research and find out just how badly you really did screw over those banks. George Santos will apparently do anything for publicity, even if it is ultimately going to cost him lots and lots of money. George Santos wants to be front and center. He wants to have his name in the headlines. He wants people talking about him every day. So he has decided to sue talk show host Jimmy Kimmel for making fun of him. George Santos, in a lawsuit filed late last week, has sued Jimmy Kimmel, ABC, and the Walt Disney Company that owns ABC for <laughs> copyright infringement, fraudulent inducement, breach of contract, and unjust enrichment. Wow. Sounds like a pretty significant lawsuit, right? Like, holy hell, 
Jimmy Kimmel, what did you do to defraud poor little George Santos, a guy who knows all about fraud? Well, it turns out that George Santos is angry that he got duped into making cameo videos that Jimmy Kimmel then aired on his program in a segment titled, Will Santos Say It? So here's what happened. Jimmy Kimmel or somebody that worked on his show, whatever. We don't really know the specifics of that. But anyway, they put in these requests on the website Cameo, where George Santos is making tons of money, making these stupid little videos for people. And they said, hey, do a video congratulating my friend here for winning a beef eating contest. And Santos made the video like, hey, congratulations. Wow, that's a lot of beef. Good for you. And then (laughs) Kimmel would air it. As part of a segment, Will Santos Say It? In fact, let me read this. In one of the clip, Santos offers congratulations to the purported winner of a beef eating contest, calling the feat of consuming six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes amazing and impressive. (laughs) No harm, right? You did not suffer a blow to your reputation, if you even have one left, from saying, hey, good job on eating all that beef. And in total, I think there were actually four or five that Santos did from Kimmel's people that he aired on the program. And Santos's lawyer actually said this. He goes, frankly, Kimmel's fake requests were funny, but what he did was clear violation of copyright law. So I love how even the lawyer's like, look, it's funny. Okay, we're not going to lie. My guy's a bit of an idiot, but still it's a violation of copyright law. Is it though? Is it? See, here's where things get interesting. Kimmel, the show, the producers, whoever it was, they actually paid for that segment. So they own that clip now. Did you all not read? Does Santos not read the fine print of how these cameos work? He is allowed to refuse any of the requests that he gets. No one is forcing him to make these requests. But once he does that and once he uploads the video file, it becomes the property of the person who owns it. So, you know, that's kind of not something that's going to stand up in court for George Santos. But Santos is convinced he's totally going to get the best of Kimmel. Here's what he said. If you don't stand up for yourself, you will always lose. That's what I'm doing with this lawsuit. I'm standing my ground and fighting to uphold my legal rights. Jimmy Boy thought he could use fraudulent means to violate my copyrights, and now he's going to face the consequences. It's really that simple. My legal case is unassailable. There's no question I am in the right. Actually, there's a lot of questions, and you're definitely not in the right. You had the right to refuse to make these videos. You didn't defame anyone with the videos. You didn't make a fool of yourself with the videos. It's just the context under which the videos were played that kind of made you look a little silly. But you yourself have boasted about how much money you have made from Cameo. You get these requests. You do not have to take any of them. And you made the request, sent them the video that they paid for, and he aired it on his program. That's that. You don't have a case here. Santos, by the way, is seeking $750,000 from Jimmy Kimmel. And he's requesting an even larger punishment in punitive, you know, at the end of this trial. Uh, This thing's not going to go to trial. This thing is not even going to get to discovery. This thing is going to be tossed out by the first judge who gets their hands on it. And Santos is once again going to look like an idiot. 
I have no doubt about that. There is no lawsuit here. And that lawyer who actually took on this case, you're clearly just like Santos looking to make a name for yourself and you will. It just ain't going to be a good one. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. Balanced.